back, everyone, and welcome back. Thank you for joining us. We are the Sporting Lounge. Welcome okay, Austin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're here with Austin, myself, and uh, Shane. We are live on the Facebook once again, and also on Twitch. Derp at Derp, Derpination, right Derp. there. Shane is showing. Derpination. Thank you Derp. for joining us. Derpination. Uh, Thank you for everyone who joined us last night as well as our, with our first time being live on the Facebook and YouTube. And uh, also, thank you to everyone that's always live on Shane's Twitch as well. Last night we hit you with week seven recaps and some injury updates. Tonight we're going to get you with a week eight start and sits and predictions for the week. But before we jump into that, big hot thing of the last week or so has been University of Michigan's football team being under investigation for the sign-stealing scandal. For the sign-stealing scandal, yeah. So uh, what do you guys think about that with what's come out so far? Do you think they're going to be hit with anything? Who's at fault? So it, under un, under the rules, like, if they are found guilty or whatever, I, I've seen some of that evidence, but a lot of it is kind of circumstantial to me. Um but regardless, if they are found guilty and NCAA determines they have enough to punish, Jim Harbaugh is getting punished regardless because of the bylaws. The head coach is at fault. Whether like in any, aware or not. Yeah. yeah, like in any organization, though, like the top dog is, is going to be found to be at fault and, and will get punished for that. Uh, so, But this is also kind of like uncharted territory. You don't really know what the punishment will be. It could be almost anything at this point. Yeah, and, like, what do you think the punishment would look like? You know, like, would it be, like, rest, uh, full season suspension? Like, termination, ban from the NCAA? Like, what? When vacate, what? ban from the postseason this year or something? Like, yeah. So I don't think any punishment will come down this season, but next season I think it's very realistic that the punishment would happen, and it could, could look like uh, postseason ban, similar to what we've seen with college basketball. Where they got banned from March Madness, right? Yep. So I think it could be some similar to that. Plus, maybe some they take away some recruits, potential recruit I think, slots. I think at minimum, homeboy who's uh, at question, he's uh he's gonna be fired for sure. But what's at crazy minimum. to me is he was a volunteer for freaking years before he got actually paid full time on the staff. I would say everything well, like, that I've read. I guess here's here's my thing too is like you know you look at the evidence and it's like. I think you hit it right on the head with like it's circumstantial. Like one of the big leads was against Ohio State and they're audibling out. So they're making hand signals and he responds like the defensive coordinator is responding with pointing up, saying through the air, through the air, because he sees that they're audibling. Like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, if you can read the signs, sure, that happens. But also like if it's third and one, which I believe the circumstance was third and one or third and two, and you you see them lining up in I formation, then they start setting up wide. Like, wouldn't you audible out to uh, more coverage savvy like scheme? Like, right. obviously. So, like, right. what what is the evidence here? Like, there, it's weird because on both sides, it's damning on both sides. It's like. No, he's obviously innocent because of da 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 da. And then on the other side, it's like he's obviously guilty because of da 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 da. And like, there's evidence that's like being ignored on both sides. That just like is, I think you you're right. It's not going to get settled this season. 
I don't think there's a chance. Connor Stallions. I made sure to get his name correct, but he's been suspended currently with pay, though, during this investigation. But but something to also remember is, though, too, is that sign stealing inherently is not illegal in the NCAA. It's It's only the manner they went about it. Yeah, it's how you do it that becomes illegal. Right, so everyone like, that's come to their aid, though, like that, like on social media, like Deion Sanders and whatnot, saying like, like Deion pretty much said he's like they can fly you, they can helicopter fly you, mail you the, the playbook, but you still gotta, you still gotta execute. Like, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like, in the kind of it, it doesn't matter if you're trying to get a competitive advantage, you should be punished. I think, right? Like Michigan's a good team; they're a great team. With a very good offense and a great defense, they don't need to be trying to trying to be doing anything like that or trying to make it look like that, right? So it, it'd be disappointing if it actually comes out to be true and the evidence becomes more damning, which it might. There's still a lot that we don't know, a lot yep. that hasn't been released. So it could get to that point, which would be very kind of catastrophic to Jim Harbaugh and his career and then that Michigan team. Like there, there'd be a lot of... Uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like doubters kind of thing on Michigan. People would be kind of, kind of looking down on them at that point. Like the Patriots. Yeah, back in 2006, 2005, something like Bro, that. When, that whole decade because, you know, you got Deflategate and shit. Like... Yeah, Deflategate wasn't anything though. That was that was Yeah, but like for, for a normal team, that wouldn't have been a big deal. But because the Patriots had that reputation, it mm-hmm. became a big deal. And like I think you're right. right. This could – this could linger around Michigan's reputation for a long time. Yep, I, th- it could I think very damn. It could hurt it very bad. There was a couple like rumors going around that a lot, like from insider stuff. That there's a Michigan alum who's like on the board who does not like Jim Harbaugh very much, and he's the leak apparently. Well, I mean, at one point Jim but, Harbaugh was rumored to be about to get fired. Right, or at least on the on the hot seat was that? I think that was like three or four years ago at this point, which is right around when this apparently started. So like some of the evidence is is I wouldn't say convincing, but it's like a dang, you know. One hundred ten percent. Facebook just... chat had me rolling a little bit. Heath Nunley out there, he says, uh, at Shane Mahoney, you stink like old ass and cheap cigars. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> looked down and I seen that. I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" I guess I do. <laughs> you know, while we're at it, you know what? Fuck it. Here we go. Oh god! <laughs> I'd laugh. You're just straight boxers underneath that. It's like, popping a cigar. <laughs> Not even lit or nothing. Just chilling. There you go. Yeah, keep talking about Michigan and whatever. I don't know. Come to me like... on the day of my mother's wedding. My mother's <laughs> wedding. I hate my stepdad. <laughs> I, I just want to see the other evidence that they have because apparently they've other teams have known about this for, for at least a year now and they've kind of been tracking him. So it's like it's it's curious the evidence that they have with Connor Stanley buying all these tickets to different games that Michigan eventually plays during that year. So it, it has you thinking, it has me thinking. Like what is going on? Is there more to this? But they also have to prove that he was intentionally recording recording those games. And that's going to be a lot harder. That's where he's going to have to find emails or texts or something that makes, like, gives it a purpose. And 
Yeah. But I don't know. A lot of the coaches and players and coordinators and whatnot, analysts that have come out and like been outspoken about this incident have beaten around the bush in a roundabout way, pretty much said every team in college assists. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean it's true. You know, like science. I guess twenty twenty three, everyone in that stadium, there's eighty there's eighty thousand plus people at every stadium that have cell phones in their hand and are recording every second of what's going on. Like not saying like it's not a rule like you but it's a rule that needs to be done away with. One hundred ten percent. And regardless of what they do to Michigan, I think that the rule will be changed within the next twenty four months. Yeah. Um but I think like if there is any punishment, Jim Harbaugh could get hit a little heavier uh, just because of his suspension this year for the first what like three or four games for the recruiting yeah, violation. Yeah, he bought a kid a hamburger. Yeah, for the, but still like violations, violations. So like multiple violations. <laughs> a violation no. is a violation. You're right, but it it wasn't even a fucking violation. It was him buying hey. a kid a fucking burger, dude. Hey, but but what I'm saying is that grimace wasn't happy. <laughs> But all, having it, bro. but all I'm saying is NCAA is not going to see that that way. They're going to see two back-to-back suspensions, and they're going to levy the second one harder. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree 100%. It's just ridiculous. You know, I said it when it all happened. I was like, that was fucking ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a coach be so targeted by, like, anything. All because ever. he was outspoken that by saying that the players should be making at least a percentage of all the money the NCAA is making off their name. So, and they didn't like that. That's why he's been a target. Is he wrong? He's not wrong. <laughs> like, is he wrong? Like, no, these kids, no, they're, these kids they're the ones that are stuff. putting that are putting their bodies on the line. Like, not not them. Yeah, you know, like these games are televised nationally. You know, they're, you know, and only what one percent of players in college make it to the NFL. So, like, a lot of these guys, like, put put aside your Caleb Williams and your fucking, you know, Kool-Aids and shit. You know, guys that are going to be those big first-round picks. And even put away your guys like your Brock Purdy's that were Mr. Irrelevant. Like, when you're looking at guys that, like, just don't get drafted, they don't go to the NFL, they just don't make it to the next level, they just spent four or five years grinding so hard to be on a college football team and not have it pay off at all. They have no dividends from it. They're nobodies, whatever. And having, you know, maybe a help with paying your, like, for food and shit, like, basic needs. Like, you should be rewarded that as a player, at least. And I don't think that's unrealistic. You know, like, even if it's 10% of the namesake, you know, they make a billion dollars. That's, you know, that's... That's a fuck ton of money that you could just distribute to every school to have these players be able to survive comfortably because they've earned it. They've busted their ass for, what, 10 years a lot of these kids have? And now they get to college. They don't have a full-ride scholarship. They're they're barely on the team. You know, maybe give them a couple hundred bucks. Make it so they can eat some food. You know, yeah, all like... All athletes that aren't the All-Americans that aren't getting looked at by the NIL. Like, that gives them a chance. To just mm. survive and just like, yeah. you know, like a lot of times, you know, college guys, a big reason they never end up starting is because they're undersized. You know, like 
just on a basic nutritional level, like these kids are 18. They're not fully grown adults yet. Like they, they still got two or three years before they're fully grown. And it's especially important that you're getting a high nutritional value with how much you're working out as a young college athlete. And a lot of these guys, you know, you hear them talk about, yeah, I, I just had to eat ramen for a while, you know, like that, that's not acceptable, especially when the NCAA is making a billion dollars off of your namesake alone. I don't know if that's the exact number, but it's damn close if it's not. And it's Nobody just not, knows. it's not okay. It's close. Cause like each school makes a, a ton and then the NCAA of course makes a ton on top of that. I just so think I it's kind of funny cause the NCAA is going to be obsolete probably within five years like the, the forming of all these super conferences and the nil pretty much having a stranglehold on like letting players represent themselves and make money there will just, still be an ncaa the, because there the, needs the, to the, be the, the conferences could just say fuck it they don't have to that's true there, there, there will the still be a governing represent body. themselves there, there will still need there needs to be a governing body regardless right but how look could change Right, how the NCAA currently looks and the landscape of things could change, but I think there there needs to be a governing body to kind of regulate these different conferences. They're gonna have to give in eventually and start paying the players. Otherwise, yeah. there's that, that's what you know, I'm saying. Like, otherwise, I, the NIL is just gonna buy them out. Right, and that's why that's where I agree with you. Like things will change, but I don't think to the extent that you're saying. I think that the NCAA will still be around. It needs to be around, but how it looks. In five to ten years, will look different than it does now. That's fair. All right, Shane. Why don't you lead into these sit starts? What's our first game? Week eight, game one, Thursday night. The Buccaneers visit Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. What if the Bills fall to four and four, guys? Like realistically, <laughs> it's possible. Like, I I, I want to deviate just slightly, like. Because before the season, we all thought the Bills were a playoff team. But if they lose this did game... We? Did before, we all? Yeah, you just thought Josh Allen was shit, right? But you still called him a playoff team. I said a bubble team. Yeah, playoff Don't get team. Twisted. Playoff bubble. team. Bubble. Playoff. Bubble. Pull it up. Where's the proof? I, I'll pull it up, dude. <laughs> I got the VOD. Here. Me, I'll find it right now. No, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we all called the Bills a... A, at least a playoff team, because you said they'd get the seventh seed, if I remember correctly. I think I might have locked in seventh seed. Um, but you, you did call Josh Allen, but you really mainly, like the focus of that, if I also remember correctly, you, you called him a fringe top 12 quarterback. Yep. I believe this is kind of what you said. Um, but like, if they lose this game, what does that mean for them fantasy-wise, but also regular season-wise? Because that... that Hurts them, playoff prediction. It does, especially if they lose this game and go down to four and four. Because that, that against a against a tough AFC conference, they're going to have to win a majority of their last games, if not all of them, just to make the seventh seed. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I think if they lose against the Bucks. I think it'll be a lot more devastating than people are going to anticipate kind of what you're insinuating, like falling to four and four in this tough AFC conference. Like it will push them down to like a tough spot, especially if Miami manages to, you know, 
beat the Patriots, even though they struggle against the Patriots, it seems like. Um, with that being said, you know, if Miami gets a two-game lead, I don't I don't know how the Bills, like, really get back into it without being a low wild card because the AFC North is so dominant as well. You know, I don't know if I – I don't know if I – I could see one of these three teams falling out, but, like, even the Bengals are in the discussion. You know, like, the Bengals are starting to heat up. They do this every year where they start slow and they heat up. You know, okay, mm-hmm. so you're looking at you're looking at Bengals possibly, you're looking at Steelers possibly, you're looking at Browns possibly, and you're looking at Ravens possibly, and you're realistically looking at two guaranteed. That that's just the lowdown, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the realm to say that all four, all three wild card spots are filled by AFC North teams. That's it, the position. It's looking, it's looking like it. But that's the position this conference is in. So this mm-hmm. is a must-win game for the for the Bills, and they need to stay one game behind at least with the Dolphins to stay alive at all. That's that's where you got to be, and if you're if you fall far behind off that, you're going to you're going to be out of playoff conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just how it's going to be with how strong the AFC North is, and especially if you know a sleeper team like I don't know the Texans, like I was calling during the offseason, like. If a sleeper team like the Texans keep playing tough, like they might go ahead and snatch up a wild card spot too. You know, like what if yeah. like these these are realistic scenarios that Bills are finding themselves in? Um, what do you think, Travis? I think it's scary. This is a must win game for the Bills, uh, just because of how deep the AFC is currently. There's they dropped to four and four like this and the Dolphins find themselves against the Patriots. Not an easy game, obviously, but I do think the Dolphins would be favored by most people in that game. But no, they they need to win, especially since the Jets, especially since uh, the Patriots, they had tiebreakers over them. And the Colts are playing well. Houston's playing well. The entire AFC North is playing well. The Bills do not want to fall out of the division race. That's for sure especially the way their defenses looked since they've lost Jadavious White and uh, Matt Milano. Yeah, and Edmonds. And Edmonds. Funny enough, as it stands right now, the from the AFC North, every team but the Bengals would make it if it ended yeah. today. And then the Bills would be the seventh seed with the Texans that yeah. close behind them at eight. And yeah, like, So losing this game could realistically drop them out. For reference, since I the, think Houston beats Carolina this week. Mm-hmm. For reference, at, the, at this point, the AFC North standings – are the Ravens are in first place because they haven't had their bye and they they won X game right now. So they're five and two, Steelers four and two, Browns four and two, and Bengals three and three. Like that it doesn't get tighter than this for a whole division, man. So only division with every team above five hundred. Five hundred yeah. or above right now. Yep. And so I would not be surprised. With that being said, you know, and I think realistically, like, it's a conversation to be had. Do I start Josh Allen this week? I'm so hesitant because it's like, I think you got to because the value you put into him. But, like, mm-hmm. the Bucks defense is good. Like, the Bucks defense is, is really good. It is and, good, but, but you almost have no choice but to start him. Yeah. Yep. Same um, thing with Stephon Diggs. Right? Like, you, you know, got to start him. Yep. He gets that target share. Yeah. Josh Allen's a must start just, just because. But whether okay, it's, so whether it's 
So then who is your guys' kind of like dart throw for the for the Bills? Like I need 15, 20 points because I have no one else. Who from the Bills are you playing? Diggs. No, without those two, because those are like your auto locks, oh. but like like a dart throw that you just preying on. You gotta go with Gabe Davis, like realistically. You mm-hmm. have to if you're going for that yeah. boom. Like, because okay. you what you're saying is that boom or bust potential. Yeah, like, exactly. Gabe Davis is that. Like Gabe Davis is the type of guy where he goes out and randomly has a game with seven receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown or two. It happens like every year, once or twice. And it, you know, who would it be better against than the Bucks, who have a really good defense? But, you know, one would of their weak con- spots are specifically cornerback, too. Would you consider James Cook over, over Davis? Not if I'm going for the boom. If I'm okay. going for like a safe flex start, I would rather have Cook. If I'm going for the boom, I'm going for Gabe Davis. Okay. Travis, are you, are you along like the same lines? Yeah, I would I would say Gabe Davis just across the board just because but the Bills failed to establish the run against good run defenses. The Bucks have a great run defense. They stifled the Lions. Um, James Cook what? is probably going to have a rough week, in my opinion. So you know they're going to have to pass. And someone else besides Stefan Diggs is going to have to make some plays, and it's got to be Gabe Davis. Okay. So, so let's let's flip to the Buccaneer side of things. You're you're starting probably Mike Evans, right? Because he's one of the most consistent wide receivers in the league, fantasy and yarders wise, right? Because he almost gets a thousand yards every season. Who's your kind of dart throw? I think Baker Mayfield this week. I think I think Baker's a top five QB for fantasy this week. I don't know about top five, but I think he's got QB one and twelve man leagues. So, like, I think you start him in one, in one QB formats. This week. Okay. I, the reason I'm saying top five is because it seems like the Bills, like, I feel like they need to prove that they could stop a quarterback that could just manage the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's realistic that Baker just goes ahead and manages his way to 300 yards and two or three touchdowns. He he definitely could against this Bills defense. You know, the Bills have been struggling against that all season. You know, um, they that they just lost to the Patriots in a similar fashion with Mac Jones doing that exact thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just Mac Jones just beautifully managed the game and just took control of the game. You know, he passed for two hundred seventy two yards, two touchdowns. That's that's a good game. Like that's mm-hmm. really fucking good. That's like forty one points in fantasy. You know, uh, and in a lot of weeks that constitutes you as a top five QB. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think Baker Mayfield has that potential? Yes, because that's what Baker Mayfield does. Is he's a if his pros and cons are that because he's a manager, he can manage his game to some savvy wins, and he did that with the Browns when they made that playoff push. Um, he's been doing it this whole season with the Bucks. You know, um, usually I'm not a big fan of starting Baker, but this week, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Baker was 40 plus points and ended up being a top five quarterback in fantasy because of those reasons I just stated. Fair enough. I, like I think a guy on the Bucks that could have a. I like Baker this week. Not I'm not as high on him as Shane, but I do think that he's a must start this week. Um, but I think another guy who's been struggling, who had high expectations this season, is Rashad White, and I think this is a perfect spot for him to have a bounce back week. So definitely put him at least in a flex spot. Yeah, I definitely would too. Um, no, no discredit to Rashad White. Um, you know, I think I think he will go ahead and get like 20, 30 touches. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if like 
five to ten of them are through the air. Especially like, with Chris mm-hmm. Godwin down, like someone yep. else is gonna have to pick up the slack. Yeah, like Baker, Baker and Rashad White are, I think, are locks for this week. Obviously, with Mike Evans as well. You know, um, this Bills defense is in the Bills defense of this past decade. Um, nope. This is a different yeah. unit. You know, especially you know Edmonds being gone, like that's a big deal. Especially when you're playing against a team like the Bucks that have a Mike Evans that need to have that second man on him. You know, they're feeling it. You know, like you, I think I think Mike Evans is going to eat his heart out. I think Rashad White's going to eat his heart out, um, and I think Baker Mayfield is going to be the main beneficiary of them eating their hearts out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I I I can get behind that. All right, feel that. All right, Texans Panthers. Started well, on the well, Panthers well, side. Well, of who do you think is going to win that game, real quick, boys? Uh, I'm gonna go by seven. Thirty to twenty-three. I'm I'm thinking a similar score line. I was thinking twenty eight twenty one. I'm gonna have Close. to go. I think the Bills right the ship this week. Go thirty one twenty one. I'm gonna stick with the Bills. All right, go for it. I'm yeah. hoping. <clears throat> All right, Texans Panthers. I'm gonna start on the Panther side of the ball. Like, what are you, your thoughts with that quarterback? How do you, do you think it's gonna bounce back? Not against this years? team. Not against <laughs> the Texans. You know, the Texans had a horrible first couple weeks. And yeah. they're still kind of recovering from that statistically. Um, so, like, their stats aren't speaking to the level of what they're actually playing at. This Texans team is looking like the real deal. And I'm excited to see it all come into fruition so quickly. This was what I was hoping for during the offseason when we were talking about the Texans and why I was so high on them was because those gaping holes on certain positions got filled. And you have so much extremely high talent on that team they're taking advantage of it now. And CJ Stroud is, I think, number one candidate for rookie of the year. And I think that there oh, might be a discussion be. by the I think there's a discussion if he stays healthy by the end of the season that he might he might get a couple MVP votes too. Like I don't know if he'll get the nod. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a couple, you know, a no, couple head a couple. He's, he's couple gonna have nods. to go over forty five hundred yards to dethrone Mahomes. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, 16-16, to one TD interception ratio. Like, holy fuck, dude! That's really good for a rookie. <laughs> this this will be a decent test against uh, Carolina. Uh, I mean, they're a tough team. They got the twenty. Carolina has the twenty seventh overall ranked offense, but the tenth ranked overall defense. So it's a solid defense for Stroud to be tested against. So, uh, who are you guys confidently starting on the Panthers, and who are you starting <laughs> as like a boom bust, like a, as a boom play? A boom play. All right, so for, for the, the Panthers, Panthers, Panthers are obviously like, you're, you're starting Thielen until he slows down, until he gives you a reason not to. He's mm-hmm. he's locked in. And that's, like I said, until he gives you a reason not to. But two QB formats, I think you can swing on Bryce Young. He's he's your uh, – this is your chance for him to – I think he has an opportunity to be – good decent this week and show off a little bit fifth uh texans have the 15th ranked defense so middle of the pack not bad but good going on uh tip of great the 19th ranked offense to go with it is what houston has as well so <clears throat> this game could be a little bit closer i expect houston to win this game but i think mm-hmm. bryce young this is an opportunity for him battle the rookies you know battle the top two picks what about you yeah. Shane? He, he he's gonna he's gonna be wanting to put it all out there Honestly, man, 
I'm staying away from everybody on the Panthers that their name ain't Adam. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's the, that's kind of, that's that's the up and I'm down of it, man. Like, I don't want to start Bryce Young. This Texans defense is good. And, like, what the performances they've been putting on these last few weeks, like, they've been looking like a real, a really well put together team. I mean, you know, last week they beat the Saints 20 to 13, you know, just took care of business. Um, the week before that, they barely lose to the Falcons 21 to 19. I mean, they let up three fucking touchdowns. Like, so fucking what? Like, they still played a close game, you know, like they held them to three scores and that was it. The week before that, they annihilated the Steelers 30 to six. Don't want to talk about it, but uh, before that, you know, they take <laughs> out, they take out Trevor Lawrence 37 to 17, you know, um, they have a, a messy game against the Colts and a mediocre game against the Ravens, but they lost to them 25 to nine. And here's the thing, you know, what did the Ravens just do last week to the Lions? Yeah. This wrecked so, us. I mean, this Texans defense is really good. Like, you watch them play. They're a co- cohesive unit. And, you know, I don't think you score more than three touchdowns on this Texans defense moving forward. So, yeah. like, well, that, that's, I mean, that's That's more points than I, like, had written down for my prediction for this game. I, I like- think... I think it's going to be a close enough game where Bryce Young has, like, you can start him in two QB leagues. I expect Houston to win 27-17, though, is yeah, what my and, prediction was. And I think people overlook the Texans way too much because of their history, right? Because of yeah. the previous, like, three years especially where they've been bad, bad. And they've been bad a lot longer than that, but, like, those three bad, years. Bad. Right. And I think people overlook them, especially this year, a little too much. Right, because yeah. I love their team. Shannon and I were very much on key, like especially before the season started, about how we viewed them and where we thought they would finish. Because even though they are three and three and second in their standings, like very realistically, they could grab that six, seven seed in the playoffs, and make it. Yep, I would not be surprised. Yeah. You know, and we were just talking about it. You know that these the Texans. This is why the Bills should be afraid of the Texans especially if they lose this week because the Texans are getting hot and mm-hmm. they're not a team to fuck with. Like, I don't want to play the Texans. I fuck that. My team already played the Texans. Look how that turned out. <laughs> you know, um, All right. with that being said uh, on the Texans side of the ball, yep. I think CJ Stroud's a start. Um, You know, I think yeah. Tank Dell is definitely Tank Dell's coming back. I think he was, he should be cleared. coming back here. Yeah. He, I think he's cleared at this point. Um, double check that real quick. Um, Collins, you know, just I, I like the Texans a lot. I think they're going to win thirty to seven. All right. So, is there anyone? Uh, are you confidently starting like most of the people on the Texans, like Tank Dell, Nico yes. Collins, Damon Pierce, CJ Stroud? Yes. Uh, yeah. Or is there okay? Who's your like dart throw? Do you have a dart throw, or is there really no dart throw? No. Just confidence. Just confidence, like. I think okay. it's going to be an ass whooping. I think it's going to be ugly. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, CJ Stroud goes ahead and just has a fucking day where he goes and completes like 80% of his passes and okay. they, they throw the ball 30 plus times, you know, like 35 times and he gets like 30 completions or some shit. This is, this is the type of day that I think it could be. I, the Panthers are a good defense, but the thing is their offense can't keep them off the field. And yeah. I think, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like the first quarter, Texans might put up a touchdown. You know, second quarter comes around, they put up three points. 
Third quarter comes around, and then, oh, Texas scored a touchdown. We're halfway through the third. And then it, the onslaught begins. And that's when it's all going to fall apart. I don't – this Panthers team, like, we've seen it time and time again this season. They just fall apart. And in games that they can stay competitive, they just don't. And that's why mm-hmm. there's, they're 0-6, you know? Like, they lose 0-27 to to the fucking Jets without – with Aaron Rodgers playing one snap. You know, like yeah, <laughs> they they lose a close one to the Giants. They kind of got their ass whipped by the Lions, and the scoreboard didn't really reflect it correctly. You know, twenty six seventeen. But you know, like you watch that game, and it's just like Lions were in control of it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Falcons, you know, they lost twenty four to ten. You know, Saints, they lost twenty seventeen. And the Saints, it's kind of like who have they beat? You know, and you look, oh, they beat the Panthers. So fucking what? Uh, you know, they <laughs> lost to the Seahawks in a closer bout, you know, lost to the Vikings in a somewhat close bout, you know, like, I don't know, man. I really don't. All right. On to the Rams and Cowboys. Let's start with the Rams side of the side of the house. Who are you guys confidently starting and who's your boom bus type play? All right. Confidently starting Puka and Cooper Cup and, and Stafford this week. What about Tutu? Um, Tutu's my boom bust. Okay. He he's still been a very relevant part of the offense, but since Cups came back, Puka's the one that's been getting the that's maintained the consistent volume. Tutu's been touchdown dependent. You, Told you. you did. But when he gets the touchdown, he's been solid for about fifteen mm-hmm. points because he makes do with his target share. Yeah, I think you you can go with Stafford. He's been playing pretty well so far this season, and Cup are, and Puka are locks for the rest. Of their matchup for a few locks, they're locked. Unless are you will, are you willing <laughs> to put any of the running backs from the Rams into the lineup? I could put. Are you, are you kind they of both played like, well last week? I mean, yeah. like honestly, man, you know, like on on my dynasty, I went ahead and picked up Royce Williams, and not bad. And, you know, he scored me only seven points last week, but, like, you know, that that was without a touchdown. You know, Mm -hmm. he picks up a TD, that's a solid flex. Right. Like, and I think against this Cowboys defense, you're going to want a running back that's going to be able to, like, punch in a, you know, goal line situation. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. the type of situation that will happen. So, yeah, if you need a flex, go ahead and do it. Um, My dart throw for this week is Dak Prescott. I think he's going to have a stellar game. I think he's going to pass 300 plus yards, two, I mean, three we're touchdowns. We're talking about the Rams, but I'll take that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying both teams. My bad. No, no, I was just starting uh, with the Rams first. Rams, Rams, it's just like, I don't think there's really a dart throw. Like, I think it's just straight up, like, where I think it's kind of obvious where everything's going to play out this week. Like, Puka, Puka and Cup are, like, obviously locked. Stafford, like, you start him if you want to. Like, you, I wouldn't personally start Stafford this week. Because, like, I don't like the matchup against the Cowboys. I'm scared that he's going to throw a couple picks. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out on the other side with two-plus interceptions and a couple sacks, you know. Like, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with this Cowboys defense. They're kind of scary, you know. So, like, you know, Puka and Cooper Cup, you know, they're going to get their completions. They're going to get their their eats. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't see the Rams putting up more than 14 points on this Cowboys defense. And I think that, you know, it's going to be a grindy – couple drives that they score on i feel that so okay so since you started talking about dak prescott why don't you lead us into the cowboys then so dak prescott like here's the thing i think dak prescott 
with exactly what I just said, you know, he's going to get a couple extra opportunities. He's going to get better field position than, you know, he normally would. Um, I don't, the thing is with Stafford is like consistently you see the flaw in his game throughout his whole career is if you put pressure on Stafford and you make him get rolled out of the pocket and it's not the fourth quarter in a game winning drive, he, he, he tends to throw interceptions, you know, um, you live by the sword, you die by it. You know, that's gunslinger. But, you know, Dak, I think, is going to be efficient. He's going to manage his way to a 300-yard game, you. a couple Thanks. touchdowns, maybe a pick. But I really mm -hmm. wouldn't be surprised if he has a 30-plus point game. All right. Who are you locking in from the Cowboys side? Honestly, even though it sounds crazy, I'm feeling Michael Gallup this week, man. <laughs> Not like, CeeDee Lamb. Ravens, I, I, Rams defense, I, oh, secondary's been CD Lamb's obvious. CD Lamb's <laughs> obvious. You know, like he's obviously 100% locked, but, yeah. you know, like Gallup, I think, is going to have a good week this week, man. Okay. Um, you know, um, the Rams just got done playing the Steelers, and something that they had a hard time was dealing with Deontay Johnson and George, George Pickens, you know, like mm -hmm. Deontay was getting a lot of free catches because they were doubling George Pickens. And I think the same situation is going to happen here where Michael Gallup's going to go ahead and just get 10 catches out of nowhere, maybe 80 yards. And that's an 18 point game without a touchdown, you know? So at the end of the day, I really wouldn't be surprised if Michael Gallup pulled that off. Okay. Okay. I, like I, I mean, I could see Michael Gallup doing it because we've seen those flash games from him before. I like that yeah. pick, especially since Brandon Cooks hasn't really seized control of that second spot. So it's up for grabs and Gallup's. It's there for the taking. Yeah. And that being said, obviously CD Lamb locked. You're going to play Dak, two QB leagues, especially. Um, do you start on QB1? I do. I'm asking if you would. This week, no. I actually think that the Rams escaped 23 to 20 with this one. Mm. Like, this is one of my three upsets this week. Not the. Probably. Not the biggest surprise, though. So. I'm feeling kind of like 30-17 this game, by the way. For Cowboys? Yeah, for Cowboys. I don't I think I don't Cowboys think... win it by like 10, 30-20 type of thing. Yeah, about that range. That's where I'm at, yeah. I just like, I don't know, man. Like, the Cowboys defense is better than the Steelers in some ways. It's not as good as others, but like, you know, they're on the equal playing field. Yeah. And... I, I ask myself this. Do I see the Rams putting up 17 or more points on a defense that's equal caliber as the Steelers? No. No. I don't see it. They were playing their hearts out last week. Mm -hmm. Joey Porter ended up blocking – our rookie cornerback ended up blocking down Puka and saved the game for us, essentially. What happens What happens when, you know, you got, you got a similar situation over in Dallas? <laughs> it's going to get ugly. Fast. All right, so on onto the division rival, Vikings versus the Packers. Let's start with the Packers side of the house. How are we feeling? Oh man, mm. this mm -hmm. is. I'm staying away, man. Uh, maybe Aaron Jones, because, but that's it. Because you got Jordan yep. Love, who some people thought would be the third in a row Hall of Fame caliber type quarterback and he's not looking like it so far ben, yeah. you got christian watson ben. that you got you got christian watson that might miss this next week i can't remember 
what his injury de- designation was. Um, but for me, like the lone bright spot is, or at least the biggest, is Jaden Reed. I thought he's been been very good. Him and Romeo Dobbs look like they're going to be a better combination than people thought Romeo and Christian would be. Right, I think it's going to be more about Jaden and, and Romeo going forward, and Christian's just going to be that safe wide receiver three range type player. But I I agree with Shane. Like, I'm not really touching anyone, but maybe Aaron Jones. And that's if he plays. You know, he missed practice right. on Wednesday. Right, exactly. Yeah. Assuming he plays, like that's the only one I would think about potentially starting because the Vikings defense is sneaky good. Right. Yeah, they get a lot of turnovers. You know. Exactly, and and Jordan, how many of those are going to be from Jordan Love? That's gonna that could hurt you a lot on your yeah. fantasy day. So it's like, are you willing to take that risk? I'm not. Like this week, I'd honestly rather start Mac Jones over Jordan Love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel safer with Jones and Love, at, especially against this Vikings defense. Yeah, the Vikings have played a hell of a lot better over the better part of the last three weeks than they did the start of the season and green bay has done the opposite they've slowly gotten worse <laughs> as the season's <laughs> gone on and i don't like it i think you yeah aaron jones if he plays the only one then minnesota you're gonna lock in jordan addison right now the way that man played what about kirk cousins yeah, Kirk. Yeah, he's that man deserves his flowers. Can we get a clap in the in the chat for for Kirk Cousins? That man deserves some <laughs> flowers. He deserves his flowers. But man, Alex Madison looked a little bit better. I think this is a week that you can play Alex Madison. Um, yeah, there we go, there Kirk. That's for you. There it is. Fucking two minutes later, Jesus fucking Christ, right, man. Listen, it it took forever to load. It's not my fault. Okay, hold on. Sure. Is is Addison gonna be in, like in every week star for you, even when JJ comes back? Flex. So I mean, yeah, I wouldn't put, have him as your wide receiver one or two when JJ, if JJ comes back, but I'd have him like in your flex territory, wide receiver okay. three, just just because of Hawk's involvement in the offense still. Respectable. So, Accept it. I'm cool with that, but. That being said, Vikings twenty eight, Green Bay twenty one, just because it's a rivalry game. So, who's your dart throw from the Vikings? Dart throw from the Vikings, KJ Osborne. I kind of thought you were going to say that. I I think he's really the only option as a dart throw. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. everybody else is kind of a lock. It's like if you want to get risky, I guess. Like, <laughs> I say Kirk's a top ten must start. Addison yeah. and Hawk are going to combine for 80% of the target share, and Madison's the only one touching the rock in the backfield for the most part. Akers gets mm-hmm. a couple hand handoffs here and there. But, what about you, Shane? Who yeah, I'm, I'm kind of same thing. Yeah, exactly the same. I don't think – I think K.J. Osborne is the only dart throw because it's like he's the only option that isn't a lot. Um, right. Madison, I think, is – I think he's starting for sure this week. You know, Kirk Cousins, 100% QB1 lock, uh, you know – Addison, like, you got to lock him in, especially after their performance last week. You know, Hawk, you got to lock him in. He's, like, getting, what, fucking five, six receptions a game? You got to have him. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) I think the Vikings take care of business. Go ahead and go up to 4-4, 24-14. Nope, man. 
I, I can see that. I like that scoreline. I'm gonna go with the same thing. Oh, I'm gonna cool. go with the same. All right. Yeah. Saints, Colts. Like so on the Saints mm. side of the ball. Who who are your guys' auto locks and like your one little dart throw? Well, Chris Olave's auto locked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. In jail. But right. <laughs> Kamara right now, if if Olave's not playing, then Kamara's the only one on that team that I would like one hundred percent start. If Olave does play, I start Michael Thomas too though, on a flex. Just yeah. yeah that's fair. They help us help open up the field for each other. Yeah. But if Olave plays, obviously then you play Olave. But I'm not touching Derek Carr this week. Colts have been playing well, but this also feels like a trap. This is what they do the past five seasons. They start playing mm-hmm. well. You think they're about to make a turn and then fall flat on Boom. their face against a very yep. winnable game after they just played their hearts out against a historic defense. Like, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and the Saints have proven they can't score a lot of points when they need to. So it's like this could be a very in their trenches, grinded out type of game, and I'm not sure the Colts can win that. I think they can because I love Gardner. On the opposite side of the ball, but I mean, uh, like I, they do still have Zach Moss. Yeah, he's and a they dog. got Jonathan Taylor back too. You know, like they got they got two dogs in the backfield. Yeah, you know what's crazy <laughs> to me? I had I held on to Zach Moss for three fucking years in our dynasty, man. <laughs> when he was with the Bills, and then he goes with the Colts, and I'm like, ah, fuck! Now he's behind JT. There ain't no chance he's gonna see, and then JT's fucking out for the first four weeks. I'm like, oh. Now I'm a fucking idiot. I hate it here. I don't even <laughs> like football. I don't watch these games. I don't even fucking care Man, anymore. Shane's about to go to fantasy tennis. Yeah, bro. Start fuck some, this. <laughs> he's about to start some fantasy tennis league. Yeah, that, that's why I'm wearing the suit. I'd like to propose to you guys. Would you like to join my fantasy <laughs> tennis league? Only a thousand dollar buy-in. Fantasy. I get. <laughs> I get the first three picks though, um, and oh. it's only three player rosters. So wait, what? <laughs> I. It, I don't make the rules. You you just did, but like, <laughs> okay. So I think we kind of all agree with the Saints side of the, side of the ball. What about the Colts side of the ball? Are you starting? I know we're pretty much going to be starting John Taylor, but are we going to be starting Zach Moss? I don't feel comfortable starting him because like Zach Moss is going to get used in situations mm-hmm. where like the Colts are up by fourteen points, right? Do I think the Colts can pull ahead by 14 points? Yeah. I do, at least. The Saints' defense is really good, man. It's like, not bad. They're pretty solid. Like, they they do a good job limiting yardage. You know, it's not like the Saints are ever getting whooped on. You know, like, mm-hmm. last week, they yeah, lost they have, to the Jags. They, they have the sixth-ranked but... defense in the league right now. Yeah. So, it's pretty good. You know, like... The thing is, for me, you know, like, they hold the Titans, so nobody, but whatever, to 15. Panthers, nobody, 17. They hold the Packers to 18. They hold the Bucks, 26. They hold the Pats to, what was it again, Austin? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just <laughs> wasn't sure, wasn't sure. Uh, zero. 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 Shut up. Goose egg. Hate to see That's it. Fine. That's fine. Uh, y'all y'all basically text. got shut out the first week. I don't want to hear it. Hey, 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 but we didn't. <laughs> Hey, but we did it. <laughs> That's three right. points makes it so it ain't a shutout, buddy. That's the difference. Right. We scored. Right, you got even me if, there. 
Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you know, prom scenario, you didn't even get a date. I got to first base. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I got to hold her hand. You didn't even, you didn't even get a yes. So fuck I'll you. It. I'll accept it. <laughs> you know, they hold the Texans, a good Texans team to 20. And then, you know, they let it, they went a little bit out of the wraps with Jaguars, but you know, you got Trevor Lawrence playing against you. You're going to, you might have a little bit of a tougher time, but you know, uh, with the Colts, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where the line isn't as good as, you know, like a Jaguars team or, you know, even a Texans team for that matter, you know, and I don't think that they can, I don't think that they can maneuver efficiently around a defense that would be playing them tough. You know, we see that circa, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we see that circa the Titans and Panthers, you know, they won those games, but they won them very marginally. And mm -hmm. because of that, you know, I really don't, I don't feel comfortable starting Zach Moss. I feel comfortable starting Josh Jones, though. Um, okay. Michael Pittman's obviously a lot. Gardner Minshew, I think, is a start, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has a two or three touchdown performance with a pick or two. Um, that's kind of what I'm seeing from him. Travis? Yeah, I was going to say Michael Pittman's definitely a start. He's been playing really well. Josh Dobbs emergence last weekend. That was nice. Uh, can it carry over? We'll find out. We'll see where Marshawn Lattimore is. Yeah, I'd, I'd start Jonathan Taylor. I'm not playing Zach Moss now. They're, they're slowly starting to ramp up Jonathan Taylor's touches. Mm -hmm. and it was kind of big last week. Yeah. But <laughs> I like Dobbs. He's a good hold. And Minshew. I think you're starting him every week in two QB weeks for the rest of the season, especially if he's if AR is not coming back for the rest of the season. Yeah. Who do you guys uh, have taken this game? I got the I got the Colts twenty four to seventeen. Yeah, me too. That's that's where about I got him. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think it's gonna be a Colts win. Yeah. Uh I do too, just because of the uncertainty with Olave. I'm going to go Colts 28, Saints 20. Um, okay. Although, like, just from recent history, like, this is a tra this is the trap game. This is where the Colts are going to let everyone down. This is what they do every single season. This this feels like it's that game. Probably. And I feel it in my <laughs> gut, but, I'm, but I just got to. I'm just going to go with the Colts. Hey, but, you know, also on the other side of it, in Colts history, if they don't fall into the trap, they make the playoffs here. Yeah, that's true. This is so a big let's game go for that. Point out, let's point out the silver lining. You know, it seems like every time the Colts are damn fucking 500 halfway through the season, you know, that Andrew Luck era, it seemed like every start of the season they were like 0-3 and, and then out of nowhere they win 12 straight. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm taking Colts. Um, yeah. On to the next game. Yeah, the not this game. Patriots go ahead and visit Miami. Go to Vice uh, City. Well, that's not play the next some game. GTA. It's fine. That's not the next game. It's fine. Oh. I mean, <laughs> we're talking Are about sure a Patriots about team. We're talking oh about a Patriots team that's just I, beat the Bills. We're, we're talking about a Patriots team that's hot right now and a Dolphins team that's getting a little bit cold. I like your oh, odds because the first and meeting Tyreek missed practice today. I mean, the first meeting was twenty-four to seventeen in favor of the. The Dolphins, but I don't think this is going to be a blow up by any means. I think the Dolphins still win it, but I think it's going to be blow up by by about seven again. So on the Dolphin side of things, though, like who are you guys starting and who's your dirt throw? I mean, 
is there a dart throw on the Dolphins? <laughs> yeah. Jalen yeah. Waddle, maybe? Is that the dart throw? I mean, he hasn't been really performing. Yeah, like, but like also he's like wise. Yeah, but like, you know, like the position you get him, it's like you recognize he's gonna end up cooking at some point. Yeah. It's Jalen Waddle. Yeah, he's a flex star since, every week. Especially since it's Tyreek Hill kind of, you know, lives out to what he said and not play past age 30. That's for Dynasty, but, like, yeah, this week in particular, though, like, yeah, there's there's not really a name other than, unless, like, you want to go with the tight end. You want to go with Smith or Smith or whatever his name is. Personally, I'm only saying Waddle if I actually have to. Absolutely have to. He's been he's inconsistent not, this year. Otherwise, he's not going in my lineup. I think I don't think the Patriots defense is good enough to maintain Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. So like no assuming Tyreek plays. Assuming Tyreek plays. Okay, um, so then if if they had Judon and Gonzalez, would your opinion change? Yes. Yeah. Significantly, okay. yeah. Because okay. like Gonzalez is the big part there, and Judon is a big deal as well, you know. Mm-hmm. I think two is gonna be able to sit back there all day and just pick them apart. Um, you know, maybe even Raheem Moser might not be my might not be a starter this week because the Dolphins might just pick apart the Patriots through the air. We've seen them do it two or three times this season where they hardly hand the ball off. They're just like dink, dink. Oh, Tyreek's open on a slant. That's a ninety yard touchdown. Fuck it, we ball. Um, <laughs> because of that, you know, um, I think the Patriots try to keep it competitive. I think it ends up being thirty-one twenty-one. I'm, I'm gonna go twenty-eight twenty-four Patriots favor. Just right off the rip. Cool. Got it for my team. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not confident it's going to be a win, but like the Dolphins, Do you, I just think just have too much firepower, even without yeah. Tyreek playing. If he doesn't play, the I think can't keep up with that realistically. I agree. Yeah, because across the board, Miami's number one in total offense, number one in passing offense, and number one in rushing offense. They are only 25th in total defense, though. So that being said, especially the way Mac Jones looked last week in two QB leagues, are you starting Mac Jones this week? Yes. Probably. Yes. Okay. I would, I, say, I would yeah. probably start him. I'd, I'd be okay. I would feel good. I wouldn't feel great. Do I'd you feel start like Rodney Stevenson this week? No. I start Elliot ah, instead. I'm not starting I'm not starting Elliot. Fuck Elliot. I'm starting Elliot instead, bro. I'm feeling it. He's been slowly getting more of the share throughout nah. the season. He has Fuck been. Elliot. Fuck Elliot. Okay, why? Why yeah. he's your guy? I know he's you... my guy, but Ramondre I think is better. I think he's more suited to that offense. He's the one that's been in that offense. I think they're gonna lean on him, and then Elliot's gonna the, be the change of pace. The way to win this week against the Dolphins is running down their fucking throat, and Ezekiel Elliott will do that. That's what Ezekiel Elliott is great at right now at this point of his career, and that's why I think that I'd be comfortable starting him this week. I'm not starting either one of those two running backs. Wild. I think I think those carries are going to get split pretty evenly. So I don't think any one of them is going to get enough yardage to actually be worth starting. It's just if you if you need to start one of those two, it's going to come down to who do you think is going to get the touchdown? Yeah, I think personally, I think that I, that's I, I think their so. fantasy. I think that's where their fantasy day is going to get made. So at, the, at that point, if you have both of them, you just decide who you think is going to get the touchdown. Yeah, at this point, it's a crapshoot. 
Hunter Henry, though, you know, he's kind of a lock at tight end at this point in the season, huh? I would start him. Yeah. The way the tight end scenes look this season. I mean, it's always been like, you know, Kelsey, then like two or three, two to four guys that are there, and then a huge drop off. But now it's yeah. just like there's three guys like Laporta, Hawkinson are staying around Kelsey, but they're, it's like their own tier, and then there's a drop off now. Well, and Andrews, and then there's a drop off. Kittle and Goddard have slowly turned it on a little bit. But what about Kendrick Bourne? <clears throat> he's someone I'm starting. Start him I, need I think you start him. I think he's wide receiver too, um, because if the Patriots, it's a divisional game. The Patriots are getting a little hot, and it seems like the Patriots always piss off the Dolphins at least once a season. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems to happen. So like with the Dolphins getting a little cold, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots pulled off, but it's going to be competitive. And I think yeah. you start born because of that. Like he's going to get probably 10 catches because he's putting up wide receiver one numbers every week, you know, and, and um, to, and to kind of to your point, targets, Shane, I should say, and to kind of to your point, like the Patriots and Dolphins games every year have always been interesting, whether it's the Dolphins pissing off the Patriots or the Patriots pissing off the Dolphins. It always happens. It's, it's a trap yeah. game. It's a true trap game. Yeah. It seems like every season, one team is ass. It's never like the Dolphins and Patriots are always good at the same time. It's just mm-hmm. like one of them are always ass, and then one of them gets a win that they shouldn't over the other, and then it randomly spurs some like good luck for a couple weeks, and then it pitters out. Right. And, like, you know, you, that's kind of where it's... Exactly. Yeah. Shit's so, like, wild. Personally, I'm like, maybe the Patriots pulled off, but I got to bet on the Dolphins by like at least 10 points. I don't think it's realistic, but I still got to bet with my team. I got to. I got to go with my team. I think uh, they're going to win by three points. I think it's going to come down close to where it was in the in the first game, right? It came down to just a couple inches. I think that's what it's going to be the second time around. But I think it's going to go in favor of the Patriots this time. I'm going to be the sorry sap that has a stipulation on the game. I'm going to maintain the same score for both sides of the stipulation, 27 to 20. Tyreek plays Miami 27-20. Tyreek doesn't play Patriots 27-20. Fair enough. So our next game, Jets flying over New... Wait, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Battle at MetLife? (laughs) Battle at MetLife. Oh. You mean Zach Wilson versus... Don't get me wrong. My boy Tyrod, I like him. He's playing well. But just just for like the comedic effect, like you almost wish Daniel Dimes was starting for like Zach Wilson versus Danny Dimes. I, w- I would love yeah. to watch the all-time snooze fest. Like, It'd holy shit. <laughs> I mean, Zach's been low-key putting on a performance the last couple weeks, though. Yeah, he's been playing better. He is I mean, significantly better this year than he has been last year. Just based off of the eye test alone, like his decision making seems to be a lot better. His accuracy seems to be, I kind of about the same, if not marginally better. Um, but he seems to be progressing through his reads. Yeah, better. and you know it doesn't like he had a mediocre game against the Broncos, but like he played a tough Eagles defense and didn't throw a pick, he didn't throw a touchdown either, and he didn't get two hundred yards. But like, you know. Maybe against a team like the Giants, this could be the type of game where he he could do something, you know? I mean, why not? 250 yards, touchdown pass or two, you know? 
I could see it. I was saying yeah. on paper, the Giants' defense right now is ranked 28th in total yardage and everything given up. But like, they're better. They're a better defense than they are in real life than they are on paper. Yeah. Um. They're probably top 16. Yeah. Jets' mm-hmm. defense right now is 13th overall. 30th in offense, Giants 24th in offense, but they look better with Tyrod and if Saquon's fully healthy. I mean, the Jets defense is going to test them, but mm-hmm. really, it's it's really going to come down to who makes a mistake, Wilson, Zach Wilson or Tyrod. Yeah. That's that's going to be the game here. Are you starting yeah. Tyrod? Two QB leagues, yeah, the way that he's been playing. I would, especially with the injuries that have been happening this year and like, what about single? Honest, honestly, like, there's like the elite quarterbacks. Like, even Mahomes, like, hasn't been like Mahomes has been playing better. But there's like the elite quarterbacks are not playing at the same level that we've gotten used to over the last like eight years or so. Mm-hmm. No one's playing at that like crazy level right now this year. And so, yeah, Tyrod can definitely. There's a lot of quarterbacks that he's just like. I don't know if he's QB like in a twelve man QB one league, but in two QB league, yeah, you're starting him. Yeah. Okay. So he's the a top twenty-four quarterback, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, he's the top twenty-four quarterback. And I say that more 10%. so not because I don't trust him, but Jets secondary is pretty good, and no one on the wide receiver core that Tyrod's throwing to wants to step up. So it's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> if if he had somebody besides Darren Waller to throw to, I would maybe think about QB one. That's true. I don't know, man. I this I feel like this is such a shit show. Like it's gonna be like a fourteen ten game. I could it's see it's gonna be so boring, and it's not gonna be like a good defensive performance. It's just gonna be like, bro, why is this on? <laughs> type game. <laughs> do you start anyone in this game besides Waller, Saquon, and Brees Hall? Is there? Do you start anyone? Garrett Wilson, maybe. Well, think about it, obviously. And then Garrett Wilson, okay. That's about it. Mm. I would I would start like if you especially with bye weeks in play now, Tyler Conklin's been kind of steady for tight end there for the Jets. He's someone that if like you have your tight ends on by, you need a dart throw. Consider him. He's on he's normally available in most leagues, but he's been like top fifteen all season for tight end, so not bad. Who 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 wins this uh, slug the slug fest here? Jets. I'm gonna go Jets. Jets seventeen to fourteen. I'm going fourteen ten Jets. Okay, we all had the same idea scoring was. I mean, I had the highest score, but I'm going. I'm going Giants twenty to seventeen. I trust Tyrod. One hundred and ten percent. Well, the Giants defense that played the last couple weeks shows up. Then I'm confident. That that's fair. I could see that. Um, I don't know. I still take Jets because their defense is just so good too. Like, if you're gonna make that argument for the Giants, like you yeah. gotta acknowledge it for the Jets. Like, their Jet Jets defense is just marginally better. And the thing is, like, I think Zach Wilson, like, he's been playing good enough where it's like he can manage a game, and all that's all you need to do to beat this Giants defense. It feels like is manage the game efficiently. So not throwing picks, maybe throw a touchdown, maybe even two. Let's get risque. You know, who let <laughs> the single moms in the room? Am I right? <laughs> you know? Right. Hi, babe. With that being said. <laughs> 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 
with that being said, uh, Jacksonville visits Akershire Stadium. Pittsburgh Steelers hosting Jacksonville. Um, what are we thinking here? Um, Steelers offense is abysmal. I Okay. I'm going to go first before I let you talk about your team just because I'll be quicker. Um, <laughs> I do think the Steelers have been playing better. They've they're four and two. We had the discussion last night about whether or not they're the most fraudulent four and two team. And I'd say that record wise, just like pure record wise, sure. But on paper, like the team that they have, are they very capable of having that four wins? Yes. Yes. But, and I do think I have confidence in them turning it around. Eventually they've been slowly start. Like we've been seeing signs of it slowly working that way, but it's still got to come up a couple notches over the last couple of weeks, but I just do not think that against this Jacksonville team that started the play at their best is like the week that they're going to turn it around. Do I think that they keep the game close? Yes, I have Jacksonville winning this game 21-14, but it's a good game. Like Pittsburgh's defense keeps them in it. I think Jacksonville's defense is very solid. It's top 10, and I think they're going to force Kenny Pickett to the one mistake that causes the one score difference i think think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be like 30 17 jacksonville yeah i could see that if it gets out of hand early then you know the the coordinator is just throwing out just the steelers play bad against jacksonville like routinely like it seems like the steelers never can find the jags number ever like in this last decade and just with how the offense has been performing, I'm really not comfortable with betting on the Steelers at all. Um, do I start Kenny Pickett at all this week? No, QB, I wouldn't. QB two leagues, yeah, because QB two, you know, yeah. But like QB one, definitely not. Najee Harris, you know, I think yeah, he's a start this week. I think he's going to see quite a few touches. Jalen Warren, you know, if that's the route you'd rather go. Uh, George Pickens, obviously a lock. Deontay Johnson, I would possibly start this week. You know, flex. Um, Wide flex. receiver three range for me. Yeah, same. Uh, George Pickens, you know, he's a stud though. Um, yeah, I think the only thing holding him back, him honestly, I think what's holding him and Pickett back is Matt Canada. If they yeah, have more abysmal. confidence in what they were supposed to be doing when they're on the field, <laughs> as far, not as far as like their abilities and knowledge of the game, but as far as what their bosses want them to do and supposing to look good and do well while doing it like they if they had more trust in the competence of who's fucking supposed to be making those decisions for them which can determine their paycheck you know i think they'd be doing a lot better i think they'd be top 12 fantasy assets at their position 110 percent um you know the only hope the Steelers have is like if they can figure out a way to shut down Trevor Lawrence, but like I don't know if that can happen, man. Uh, you know the Steelers' defense has been miracle workers this season. It's just the Jags are a tough team, man. So I'm if really they can slow on Travis Etienne down. That's been the big difference maker. Is Etienne's been getting consistent and going the last couple weeks, and that's what and the defense coming together at the same time. But like if they can slow Etienne down and force Lawrence to feed somebody besides Christian Kirk and get Calvin Ridley involved. So yeah, that happens like. ETN is a critical part of their offense, for sure. I would start ETN this week. I would start Lawrence. I would start Kirk. I'd flex Ridley. Uh, That's kind of what I'm looking on Jacksonville starters. 
I think Ridley's a boomer bust, so that's my dart throw. I can get behind that. Um, you know, my dart, my dart throw for the Steelers would be Deontay Johnson. Stole mine, jerk. <laughs> Got him. I was kind of leaning the same way, though, honestly, with with Deontay Johnson and Kevin Ridley. Yeah. So, any last remarks about this uh, premature funeral that I'm celebrating? <laughs> hey, internally, I mean, I rooted for my team last week. I, did, I pulled the Austin card, even though internally I felt like it was gut check week for, for the Lions and the Ravens. So, I understand. I, I, I said on stream that we were going to win confidently, but I knew in my heart we were about to get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was time for us to and, get reality. And, and wrecked you did. It was time. <laughs> so Falcons, Titans. Like on the Titans side of the ball. How y'all feeling? You start Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I think you flex him and Tyja Spears because they're going to start getting split work. They're trying to trade Henry. They're just announced not injury related at all. They're like full and tanking on the season season now because like Ryan Tannehill hasn't been playing horribly and they're starting Will Levis this week. Will Levis has started. Tannehill's two and six, bro. I know. I don't think it's all like, like him though. Well, two and six through the year. Six interceptions, like and yeah. only two TDs, like he has as many interceptions as the team has touchdowns. Mm-hmm. As the team has touchdowns. Like, that's bad. That's fair. I'm I'm fleck like I'm not touching D Hop, I'm not touching Traylon Burks, I'm not touching Will Levis. I would flex Taija or and Henry, and that's it. If I'm, if you have, if you own anyone, and hope that if you're the Henry owner, you want to hope that you have Taija as your as the handcuff. You have that handcuff, and then you're also hoping that Derek Henry gets traded. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> that's fair. Aka me. <laughs> what about on the fucking side of the ball? Desmond Ritter's QB2 uh, material. Bijan, if he plays this week, uh, he was sick last <laughs> week. Uh, or is he going to be sick again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, is he sick again? I don't know. Uh, Bijan, you know, he's a lock. He He's still yet to get his first touchdown on the ground, so excited to see that happen. Um, this is just going to be a smash-mouth matchup. I'm thinking 21-17. Um, yeah. You know, you start Drake London. You you flex Algier in this matchup. You flex Spears, too. Um but Falcons go ahead and take care of business, you know. Twenty one seventeen. I like it. No complaints. All right. No complaints there, then I'm gonna go ahead and slip and slide into the next game, which <laughs> is the Eagles sliding over into Washington. Commanders What if Washington Howell, pulled it baby. off? What if Sam Howell did some hood rat shit? You know, Sam Howell, you could argue, has been having a better season than Jalen Hurts. No. Overall, maybe not if you factor in like the running game and then win factor, but that's not all of Jalen Hurts. But like strictly through the air, yeah, I'll accept that argument even as a Jalen Hurts owner. We're we're talking a 200-yard difference from scrimmage, and Jalen Hurts has an extra interception. And also he's passing to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith comparatively to, you know, Howell has Scary Terry, but behind him he has Curtis Samuel. Which, mm-hmm. And, you know, Scary Terry, I don't even put on the same tier as A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. 
their first matchup though too. Like it was close. It went to, over, it went to overtime. Yep. Howell Howell led them both in yards with 290 yards. I think it's a shootout, man. You know, I really do. Again? I think I yeah, I think you start Howell. I think he's gonna be a top twelve QB this week. Jalen Hurts obviously is a lock. Uh DeAndre, you know, you gotta start him with how he's been playing. Um mm-hmm. playing like a true stud. Um Brown, lock. Um assuming he plays correct, is he cleared now? Um I wouldn't be surprised if, if Washington yeah, exactly. pulls this game out and wins this matchup. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either in like a 31-28 type yeah. score. Another man, another kind of shootout. Philly, I think, got a little lucky there in the end, the overtime, because I was – but, I mean, they played a good game. I was just rooting against them, so I'm going to say they got lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the way Washington's defense has been playing – and the way Sam Howell has been playing, they have what it takes to pull off the upset, especially since, like, don't get me wrong, like, A.J. Brown's having a great year. But as a whole on offense, the Eagles aren't what they were last year right now. And with a good defense like Washington has, a good defensive line to match up against that offensive mm-hmm. line that the Eagles have, the ability for an upset to happen is very real, especially in this division rivalry. So, uh, I, I, I could see it. I could see, like Shane said, 31 28 type of game. But yeah. you got to remember also, I I have the Eagles winning 24 17 in a close one because of the defenses. Mm-hmm. But I think the addition of Kevin Biard is going to be felt immediately. Okay, so on, on on the Washington side of the ball, are you saying the running backs? Because Robinson Jr. has no. been their basically leader running back. Yeah, I'd start Robinson. Yeah, I think this is a good week for him to get the touchdown. I don't think he's going to be efficient with his work, but I think he gets if he gets thirty to forty total yards and gets in the end zone, then he's playable for sure. Right. This is a good. Okay. This is a good week for him to get in the end zone. Okay. I think so then... I think Terry's going to struggle. I think the wide receivers are going to struggle this week. For uh, Washington, though. So you're not really starting any of them? I mean, you're, you're starting Terry, for sure. You yeah. have to. And two QBs. I think you start Howell. And I, think, um, I still think you start Howell. I think he's going to be efficient enough. He's a good enough QB that he'll make it work. All he has to do is not commit a turnover, touch 200 yards, and get one touchdown, and he's very playable. What and about Curtis Samuel? A flex. Okay. So you you put him in in your lineup, hundred percent. Um, Travis, would you put him in your lineup? I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. That's why. I don't. I don't. I don't trust anyone else from Washington this week. Um, Curtis Samuel has been playing better, and has seemed like he's like, all right, if Johan Dotson's not gonna step up, I will. Mm-hmm. That's what he's been looking like. But I don't know. As much as it could be, like it's it's a division game. So anything can happen, and they got a good defense. But Philly's defense is just too good. I just don't know if the second and third tier dude are going to step up. I don't know. I feel like the talent difference from like the next step down across across from each other is the, the talent gap's too big. All right, lock in right now. What, what's the, the score and the outcome? 24-17. 
in favor? Eagles for me. Eagles. Shane? 31-28, Commanders. I, I'm 31-28, for Commanders. I, I think even, it's going to be a good even, game. I'm not even mad at that either. Like I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game, and it really could come down to, I think, the last – whoever has the ball in the, inside the two minutes, I think it's going to win the game. I think it's going to be Commanders. If Jalen Burns keeps committing out. turnovers the way he has, then yep, Washington that's wins exactly very, very, very real. Yeah. All and right, so this this is my all-business game of the week. <laughs> all, <laughs> all right? Browns, all business. Browns, Seahawks. Let's you want to talk Shane's, about a dogfight. Let's start with Shane's favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Been you know me. Well, I love elves. <laughs> you do <laughs> You do love the Brown. You love the you know, Browns. I think Kareem Hunt has a fucking field day, man. <clears throat> I do. Yeah. Um, Amari Cooper is a lot. Elijah Moore, I wouldn't start this week. Um, Kareem yeah. Hunt, though. I'm all in. He's proven it time and time again with the Browns beforehand. He just got he just wasn't on the team for the first few weeks. He just mm-hmm. had a couple extra weeks off. He was taking a vacation. They gave him time to go on a cruise <laughs> with the family. Said, okay, now we need Nick Chubb's down. We need you to come back. It's time to come back for your services. And now yep. it's time for him to show uh why he was an efficient running back for the last six years. <laughs> you know, it's like he's he didn't really fall off. He just, they just didn't want to pay an RB two that much. And that right. was it, you know. Okay, so, um, so, Kareem Hunt is my start so, this week. And Mari Cooper's a lot. Let me then ask you this: If Jerome Ford was playing, would you still be as confident? With how Kareem Hunt's played last game, yes. Like, okay. I don't. Jerome Ford is good. He's a stud. Um, you know, thing is like, Kareem's just really good in this Cleveland offense. Mm-hmm. Just like he shouldn't have never he should have just never been gone. Yeah. And like it's kind of it kind of makes me happy. It's kind of a happy ending. <laughs> you know what I mean, Deshaun? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of happy to see that Kareem's back in an organization that like he could be efficient in. Um, you know, he never after that assault incident happened, he's lucky to still have a career, but you know with it being so long since it happened, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of down the back now. It shouldn't be held over him. He's been a good teammate, good guy for his organization for several years now. And it's one of those things where I feel comfortable with Kareem Hunt being the RB1 for the rest of the season, especially if Nick Chubbs is, is able to come back. I don't – okay. I like Kareem Hunt for the rest of the season. Um, I'm not – I don't think he's going to be – like their RB1 the rest of the season. Jerome Ford's only going to miss a week or two, but he has been playing well enough that when Jerome Ford comes back, I would still comfortably and confidently fl- play him as a flex. So while Jerome Ford's not on the field, I trust him as a mid-level RB2, Kareem Hunt, yeah, for the rest of the that, season. That's about where I'm at. And even with Ford on the field, I like with his production with as a flex play because mm-hmm. like Jerome Ford might get the bulk of the touches, might like even by a decently significant margin, but Kareem Hunt getting... sneakily gets like five catches a game though every week. I was gonna That's say the thing. Like, 
But like even if Jerome Ford's getting the majority of the touches, he's not going to get the same kind of workload Nick Chubb was. He's, there's going to be mm-hmm. five to ten extra touches a game that he's not going to get that Nick Chubb would, and those are most likely going to go to Hunt. Yeah. So I like it. Like Hunt's, yeah. re- regardless of where you see him, like Hunt's flexible minimum the rest of the season, in my yep. opinion. Okay, so he's a safe start yeah. rest of the season for you for you guys then. At least at yeah. flex. At least at flex. That's the start yep. still. So, but yeah, it just depends on Jerome Ford, his health and availability. Okay. I. What about on the Seahawks side of the ball? I like the JSN Gino, coming out show. Gino's a lock. I think mm. you know um, Metcalf is is what's his status questionable. currently? Questionable. I know he's questionable. Let's see what the report is. Calling back. Um. You know Tyler Lockett, like him being down, that really helps JSN to you know come out again. And I think JSN is going to have a stellar week too. Um, the big question for me is who's going to cover him effectively. DK Metcalf is active at this point, according to mm-hmm. NFL.com. So DK Metcalf is lock. Um, Kenneth Walker, I'm obviously going to start. Thank uh, you, Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet is going to get his flowers at some point during the season. I don't think it's going to be against I think he's out this week. Or was he just out last week? Uh, I don't don't know, but I wouldn't start him this week either way. I was saying at some point this season, he will get his flowers, though. This 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 could be an ugly game. This is a very, like, on-paper matchup, like, stylistically and, like, numerically, like, statistically, a very close matchup. Like, Cleveland is 25th in total offense, Seattle 22nd. Total defense, Cleveland's first, Seattle fourth. So, mm. like, in that regard, like, this could be a slugfest, a yeah. low-scoring slugfest. But, like, but the disparity between the type of offense, Cleveland is 31st in passing, but seventh in rushing, so a big disparity there. Whereas Seattle's 20th in passing and 22nd in rushing. To be fair, that number's a bit inflated, too. You know, you had Nick yes. Chubb having, like, uh, all-time trajectory for the first and few usage. weeks. usage, yeah. And and then like he he was he getting twenty eighteen to twenty twenty Derrick Henry touches, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the numbers have been inflated. They're probably realistically more towards twelve. Um, that's why you know I'm gonna go ahead and take Seahawks thirty one twenty. Okay, Shane, are you starting JSM? Would you yeah. put him in your lineup? Yeah, wide receiver two. Okay, Travis? I I would I would play. DK as a wide receiver to Lockett and JSN as a flex. Mm. And then Kenneth Walker, you're, he's he's RB, he's an RB1 all season right now. Thank, thank, thank you again, Travis. Tyler Lockett uh, missed practice today, by the way. Although I would temper yeah. your expectations, obviously, against this Cleveland defense. Of course. Like, what this defense is boom good. Game. This defense and is good. You're, you're, you're hoping, like, Walker, like, even as good as he's been like just like from the eye test and what i've seen so far like walker's gonna need a touchdown this week yeah mm-hmm. and say same with any of the wide receivers to be honest but whatever receiver doesn't have denzel ward following him around is gonna benefit i agree but all right if G- if gino mm-hmm. plays i i pick seattle to take this game 28 to 17 actually just because I don't, this defense is better than 
most of the teams that Cleveland's played thus far. I mean, uh, look at what happened to the Browns when they played against a shitty Steelers offense, but an elite Steelers defense. The Seahawks have a better offense, and they have a marginally, a very more, small difference on their talent on defense. Mm-hmm. I think your guys' front seven's better, like yeah, and their secondary slightly better. Yeah, that's exactly how I'd put it too. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, when you got T.J. Watt in your front seven, you tend to have a better front seven than most teams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. I won't argue that. <laughs> All right, our next Ravens game. Cardinals. Yeah, um, not much to talk about. Can we just speed past this one, honestly? Cardinal, <laughs> Cardinals are going to get their ass whooped. I, I don't start anybody from the Cardinals this week. Even uh, Hollywood? This Raven, not even Hollywood. I'd flex them. Okay, so l- let me ask you this. Just because then, someone's got to get the targets. Let me ask you this then, Shane, because you kind of want to speed past. But do you think Joshua Dobbs is a problem? Do you think quarterback is their problem? No. Um. You know, like... It's rather alarming that, you know, Harris hasn't been as efficient and not seeing we're not seeing what we want from him. You know, we're not seeing him on the field enough, you know, and everything is just like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're paying a first round pick, you want to you want to, you know, have an elite left tackle. Um, it's kind of scary. I wouldn't like it a lot. Um, thing is, with Josh Dobbs, you know, I think he's a valuable QB, too. Um and fancy, it's just this team isn't good enough. Like, look at their wide receiver core. Like, who the fuck is he passing the ball to? You know, the defense can't stop anybody from scoring. They're making them one-dimensional, you know. I hate to tell you this, but when they get to rush five and drop zone coverage on you every play because they know that you have to get points fast, you tend to not break the 200-yard mark very often unless you're mm-hmm. a great quarterback. And Joshua Dobbs, you know, he used to be a Steelers QB. I liked him a lot. Um, he's a very good, very smart, very talented guy. Um, just he's a game manager. That's what he is, and that's not going to be enough to get you past this Ravens team. And I don't start anybody on this Cardinals offense at all. Like, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game at all. Like, I I think their wide receivers are going to at most have three receptions a pop at at most. The only one I think about starting from the the Cardinals side of the house is is Dobbs. That's the only one I would No, the only I don't, I don't I think he's gonna get some get some work, but I don't think I, he's gonna get enough to be in my lineup. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him as wide receiver one or two, but I'd like flexing maybe. But that's still lineup. maybe that's, that's still your starting yeah. lineup, right? Flex is still in your lineup. Maybe I don't think, but I don't, I don't even know if I would. I, I I don't think anyone's gonna get enough work to be in that. I think the only one that's gonna be worthy. Of a consideration is Dobbs, yeah. But that's also purely because of his rushing upside, right? Because he yeah. has shown that. I think that could happen against this Ravens defense in this game. Um, but th- that's the only person I'm considering. It just depends if he's able to get outside. If he's able to, if Dobbs is able to get outside of the tackles before the pocket completely collapses, mm-hmm. then his rushing will be effective. Right, but. I mean, that being said, I think Baltimore wins this game 35 to 14. But um, Baltimore, you're starting Lamar. You're starting Mark Andrews. You're starting Zay Flowers. And then, honestly, you're you're flexing Gus Edwards if you have him. 
right now. Um, so is he kind of your dart throw? Yeah, Gus yeah. Edwards is my dart throw. 100% me too. So he played I, pretty well against the Lions. I'm going to go ahead and say 30-14 yeah. Ravens. About that range for me too. I'm like 34-14 kind of thing, but yeah. I just like – I I could see the Cardinals rising above. I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, But they need to play really well, and I don't know if they have the talent to do so. I just don't know. I don't – like this is one of those games where it's like – I hate to say this because, you know, there's a reason the games are played. But the talent discrepancy is so wide there. It's bad. Like It's very it's, bad. It's going to be a pretty I, – I don't think it's going to be really a game, and that's kind of why I wanted to skirt past it. You know, <laughs> kudos to the Ravens for having a great defense. Uh, R- Lamar Jackson is an MVP candidate. Again, um, great player. I'm excited. I love watching Lamar play, even though I'm a Steelers fan. I just love – I love watching him play when he's not playing against Black and Gold Brigade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, who, who do you have, Austin? Ravens, like 34-14. Type of game. Th- I think yeah, it's gonna be at least a, yeah, I think it's gonna be at least like a twenty point blowout type of game. Um uh, but yeah. real quick before we sco- before we go on to the next game though, like are you considering anyone else on the Chiefs besides Dobbs? Like James Connor or anyone yeah, else on the, car- like, on the Cardinals? On the Cardinals? Know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. On the Cardinals. You, you said Chiefs. You did no, say said, Chiefs. But like before Oh, I meant like before we go on to the Chiefs game. Yeah, well, you did say Chiefs, so could you just say well, sorry real quick and yeah, acknowledge no, your mistake? No, I'm not saying sorry. Seriously? Now. Like, yeah. Are you seriously <laughs> fucking serious? Yeah, serious. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you too, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but but no, like, I'm not. Zach Ertz is off the team. Um, I just don't think. No, the defense is too good. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah, yeah. I I don't feel comfortable with anybody on the Cardinals starting roster to start fantasy wise, man. The, the, the only, only chance the Cardinals player. have to win this game is like they somehow make it a grittier match and it's cat fight mm-hmm. into the end, and they somehow yeah. squeak it out. That's the only chance they have. They're not going to shoot out this Ravens team, man. They're no, the, they're not the, going to be putting only, up more than twenty points on them. The only dart throw I would say, like might be Michael Wilson, the wide receiver. And I'm only going to say that, like, if you want to try and play the guessing game of what player is going to be the benefit of the one garbage time drive late in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter when the Ravens <laughs> have their backups in, go for it. That, that's fair. Points are points. Yeah, that, that that's the game you're playing this week with Arizona. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Chiefs, Broncos. Let's start with the Broncos. How are you guys feeling? I want to say right off rip, I think we all are going to expect the Chiefs to win. And the way the Chiefs have been playing and, like, the overall record of the Broncos, you want to say, like, a blowout's going to happen. But even if it's been mildly, Denver's been playing a little bit better. Ever ever since that ass whooping. Yeah. But, I mean, Chiefs, in my opinion, are still going to play. 38-10, I think a blowout's about to happen again. Yes. I mean, even though kudos to the Broncos, the Broncos kept it close last game, last time. What was it, 1916? 19 something like that, yeah. But they just met two weeks ago. That's crazy. Yeah, I just I don't see that happening this time. No. Kelsey's I, healthier. I, I, 
I think the Chiefs feel like they got something to prove because the Broncos mm-hmm. are bad and they barely beat them. You know, they beat them with a like field goal at, with the time expiring and kind of like fluffed the score a little bit. I think the Chiefs are coming in here with a little bit of a vendetta, even though they won the last game. And the Broncos are, and the Broncos just don't have the culture to win. You know, when you have an offensive lineman about to start crying in the locker room saying, I'm just tired of fucking losing, man. It's over. It's over. As soon as, as soon as that said, it's over. You do not come back. You are not making a playoff push. You are done. If your players don't believe they can win a fucking game, you're not going to win a fucking game. It's pretty straightforward. You know, uh, teams went, you know, you look at a team like the Cardinals. The reason that we give the Cardinals the time of day and we're tipping our caps to them is because they have heart and you see that they want to win and they're trying. You know that the talent ain't there, but they're trying their best and you respect it. With the Broncos, it's the opposite. They have the talent and they don't want to fucking use it and they don't coach it correctly and it's abysmal and no one in that locker room feels like they can win. If you don't feel like you can win, you're not going to. Chiefs, go ahead and obliterate the Broncos. 38 to zip. Fuck them. Damn. I was going more like... Damn. <laughs> Fuck them. That was a <laughs> mic drop. Here, uh, I think it's going to be more like <laughs> 42 to 14. I think it's still going to be a blow, but I think the Broncos are going to be able to post some garbage time points. No, I don't think they'll even score on the Chiefs second stringers, man. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna score some points. They're gonna score some garbage time points, but points nonetheless. Now on the Chiefs side, obviously, like it. you're you're starting Mahomes and Kelsey, and then you're like you're starting Pacheco, who this season uh, has, has been a back has been back in RB one. Yeah, I mean, especially if Taylor Swift's there, you're starting Kelsey even more. So. Uh, so, what wide receiver do you have the most confidence on this Chiefs team moving forward? Me, Rasheed Rice. Ah, Rice is good. I, I'm kind of high on Sky Moore, though. I do like Moore, too. I just think, like, the person who's, like, probably the favorite out of the wide receiver court to finish with the most targets by the season's end, I think it's going to be Rice. I'm kind of waiting and seeing. I'm going to wait and see. I'm not really touching them. Mahomes, Kelsey. Those are about the only ones I'm starting confidently. If I'm going to do Darth throw, I need someone to start in my lineup. It's going to be Rashid Rice. Yeah. That's about where I'm at. Yeah. That, I would flex Sky more, personally. Um, I think he has flex potential. Um, but with that being said, yeah. Broncos I see the feel. I see the feel with Sky more. I get it. I don't it, start it's... anybody this week. I just really am not confident in this Broncos offense to score. I the just, only one like... I'm willing thinking about is Corn Sun. I would start Russ in two QB leagues. He's been co- okay. Yeah, he's been playing back end QB one mm-hmm. as far as where he's at currently through the season fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. So, and Sutton maybe just because I feel like he's on the trade block, they might be force feeding him targets to get as much as they can for him. It could be Bengals 49ers. This is a good one. Yeah, Bengals need this. 49ers kind of need this too. They've lost two straight. Yeah, and they're kind of getting crept up on. Bank, both teams need this. This is a must win. I, I would almost say for both teams. Yeah. Bengals coming yeah. out of the bye. Need the game. 49ers losing two straight. Also need the game to stop skidding. Right? Because if they lose this game, then a lot more questions are going to start 
are going to start creeping up. Like, Brock Purdy, is this with Brock Purdy and concussion protocol? Debo out, CMC still playing through injury, like. And Cincinnati's playing better. This has, like, on paper, like this is going to be a good game. This could be a game of the week, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Great matchup. But for what we've been seeing, the trajectory of the two teams over, you know, the recent three weeks, last three weeks or so, and the potential of Purdy not even playing, I wouldn't be surprised if Cincy dog walks them. I wouldn't be either. Um, my heart of hearts is telling me 28 to 17 49ers, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going 31 27 Cincy. I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. They get it done, they pull it through. Since he needs met. this game more than San Fran does, San Fran can lose this game and still make the playoffs. Whereas if since he loses this game, with they how might deep be out of the, the race. AFC, yeah, with how deep the AFC is right now, it hurts them a lot. Like they're but, hanging on with with the tip of their nails on the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be like a thirty-one to or twenty-eight to twenty-one type game. Any special starts? This week, I mean, you know, obviously you got Jamar Chase. Obviously, you're probably flexing our wide receiver two Boyd. You might start mixing down to flex. Burrow, you're probably starting QB1. Purdy, if he mm-hmm. plays, you're starting QB1. McCaffrey, TMC. obviously RB1. Uh, Ayuk, you know, like... Kittle. And Kittle. Kittle, yeah. You know, you have your obvious starts. Is there anybody that we're thinking mate? Uh, you know, with come Debo, around? And- with Debo out this week, Brandon Ayuk's probably being going to be getting the, the QB1 treatment. I like, in spot moments, Ronnie Bell has been pretty good. One. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Ronnie Bell for the 49ers wide receiver out of Michigan's been... I think he's going to have a chance to have a decent week. Um, I like him for a plug-and-play this week if you mm-hmm. need somebody off the waiver wire to cover a bye week. Ronnie Bell for the 49ers is uh I like pick. it. Yeah, I like it. Juan Jennings, you know, like I yeah, that's what chat said on Facebook. Juan Jennings, oh mm-hmm. yeah, Juan Jennings, yeah. you know that, like he could be, he could be solid, you know, yeah. So Juan Jennings, right. you know, if I use down, might might go ahead and reel in another five reception game, fifty yards, you know, that's ten points. And if you throw a touchdown on that, all of a sudden now you have a sixteen point wide receiver. Right, exactly. That's a clean so, up. That's all you can hope for. Yeah, exactly. You uh, know, that, kind of situation. Um, that slides us down into the Bears Chargers. Bears Chargers. I'm, ex- I'm excited about this one. This is my upset of the week. I'm going Bears, baby. Bears all the way. Chargers are going to blow it. They just play down to their opponents, and it's just going to spiral out of control. We <laughs> discussed last night whether or not we think the Chargers are going to be able to reel it in, and I do not. And if they, and it's going to show this week, like. They're putting the nail in the coffin. The lid's already closed, but they're put their nail in it shut this week against the Bears. And yeah, twenty-one seventeen. I'm feeling Bears, man. Bears. Who from the Bears are feeling alive? I have thirty twenty-eight in like a dramatic walk-off kickoff. Who from the Chargers are you guys playing? Herbert, Herbert. Eckler. Eckler, obviously. Um, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. You got it. You got it. Palmer might be a flex-worthy player. Bears defense maybe. has been playing really well now that they've got some games together and they're starting to figure each other out. Because, like, you got to think about it. Like, they had a lot of high-end since players. Since they got rid of Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. But this defense got a lot of high-end players in free agency added to the roster, but they a lot of it 
a lot of these players are new playing with each other. So they had, it's like on paper, they were really good, but they had to figure thing out, figure things out together throughout the early parts of the mm-hmm. season. They're starting to gel. Like they, they have a top eight defense on paper. So if they start playing anywhere near that overall, if Justin Fields and DJ Moore and the offense keep it going a little bit, they, they can make a run at the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. 110%. I like it. All right. Monday so Night Football. This is Rangers this off. against the Lions. This isn't even me being a homer. This is just the way this Lions team is built, the way they have Dan Campbell's back, the kind of guy Dan Campbell is, and the message he came out with after the Ravens game saying this was on him. He just did flat out did not have his boys ready to go for this game. The Raiders are gonna catch are about to catch an ass whooping that wasn't meant for them. That's what's about <laughs> to happen this week. And I don't know. I, I think the Raiders I think this could be a competitive game. I don't I think th- so. I, I think the Raiders defense will keep it close for the first half, but the second half is gonna it's just gonna get blown open. I it's gonna get out of control. I see the Lions winning thirty five to twenty. Ooh, see I I was going so that's not like the ass whooping I thought you were going to go for. I thought I, I was thinking like 34, 35 to 20 type of thing. I think it's going to be like a 14 point win for the Lions. I didn't think like 20 plus or anything, but like a sound victory. <clears throat> I'm thinking like, like 28, 10. Okay. All right, so who from the the Lions and the Raiders are you starting, Shane? Raiders? Devontae Adams? Jacoby Myers? Because his touchdown proficiency has just been off the charts this season. Uh, I'm not starting Jacobs. Um, For the Lions, you know I'm starting Goff. And I'm deciding, you know... Jameer Gibbs is a lot. Laporta definitely is a go. He's been playing too well to not start him. And Reynolds is playing out of his mind. And Amon Ra is obviously a lot. Any, any disagreements? <laughs> no. I mean, I would say you Goff, Amon Ra, Laporta, 100% locked. The usage Gibbs got without Montgomery. If Montgomery's not playing, then Gibbs, you're firing him up. Yeah. Yep. Once, once Montgomery comes back, wait to see what kind of usage he'll be getting again. But on the other side, yeah, Adams. I do think you start Jacobs just because I think he he's going to get a touchdown. He might not be overall efficient against this defense, mm-hmm. but I think he'll he'll get in the end zone this week. I don't mind your Jacoby Myers pick, but I'm just I'd stay away from it this week. But other than that, I'm, I do I'm like the Jacoby Myers pick though. Overall, he's been playing pretty well this year. I just, I don't know. I don't trust the backup QBs. That Vegas Would you rather have Jacoby Myers or Juju Smith-Schuster? Jacoby. 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 Easy. Every day. Easy. It's crazy Easy. what the Patriots well, the Patriots, did to I was that gonna man, say the huh? Patriots didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, Wild. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to – I got nothing to say. So, Austin. You you mentioned at the beginning of the cut, uh, you wanted to go over top three buy buy low sell yep. highs. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, give me you guys this three. Read your mind. Give me you guys this three, 
buy low candidates and three buy high or sell high. Mm-hmm. Three buy low right now. Yeah. Tank Dell. He's been out with injury. He had a, he's looking good before he got hurt and he hasn't exploded quite yet. He's had a couple good games, but I think he has like coming back from injury. He opens up another dimension that offense. The only mm-hmm. thing that's missing is they need Damian Pierce to start get, to get going. Tank Dell. What's has a the good asking chance. price for Tank Dell? Do you think? I think you wouldn't have to pay more than a single second at most, mm-hmm. depending on who the owner is at the moment. And do you think he'd be worth <sighs> that second round pick for, throughout the rest of the season? Yes, I, I think so too. I think I think so too. That's why I I, I wanted to ask very mm-hmm. explicitly why. Um, because you know I think Tank Dell will end up being worth more like a first round pick. By the end of the season, and you could cash him out mm-hmm. later. You're you're gonna like my second buy low candidate right now. Who do you want? Do you want me to Najee. do my my first? Najee. Uh, Najee's my second buy low candidate right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Najee. I, Najee's been playing like ass, but he's gonna get better. Steelers, like I said earlier, have been playing the last couple weeks on offense. It's it's not good yet, but you can see them starting to uh, try to put it's it together. It's crazy when off. Kenny Pickett's calling audibles and shit, and they start scoring now. It's like it's almost like Mike Tomlin came up to him in the tunnel and he's like, "Go ahead, call the game, kid." <laughs> On the second half, bro. And but if they could take it, like the, two more little steps and the whole offense starts clicking a little bit, even though Warren's been like the better fantasy asset thus far, like Najee will get his get his touches. I think he'll he'll end up being a better running back the back end back half of the season. And yeah. Fantasy wider uh, running back market this this season has been crazy. So the values, the the value in tiers is ridiculous. The differential right now. So I like and it. My, and my third by by low is another running back. It's also on Shane's roster, but Kareem Hunt. Just because, even though even we just blew that open twenty minutes ago, but. I think he's going to be at least flexible the rest of the season, even with Jerome Ford there. Jerome Ford's still going to be locked and loaded as an RB2 to flex play. But without Ford there, Kareem Hunt's going to get a lot of touches, and I still think he gets 15 touches a game with Ford back. So, Me too. Let me go ahead and hop in with my bias. Okay. Uh, I got Brian Robinson as my number one. I like it. I think he's only going to be going on an upward trajectory and, like, the thing is, you could probably get him for a third or fourth round type type trade. You know, I think you could probably trade out Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and get Brian Robinson. Like, you know, those type of receivers that, like, you know, oh, you might have taken him a little higher than you would have liked. At least you're nulling out the loss. And by the end of the season, I think that fourth round trade value is going to end up being around a second round trade value. So that's a huge jump um, in profit revenue. Uh, my second is going to be Gus Edwards. I think as the yes. season goes on, he's going to have a similar trajectory as Najee Harris. He's going to continue to go ahead and get the rock, especially in worst case scenario if Lamar goes down, which we, really one. we really hope that doesn't happen. But with the style of play that Lamar pursues, uh, it is a concern that is consistently relevant. Um, and my third buy high or buy low is going to be Russell Wilson. Uh, I think you can get Russell Wilson for a pretty cheap price, um, even though he's been performing pretty well fancy-wise. Um, I'm not high on him this week, but 
based off his stats, you know, 1,500 yards, I think, what, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's a good fantasy start, you know, especially, you know, if you can get him for round two talent and you get a QB1 out of it. That's pretty solid. Yeah. What about you, Austin? Who are your three by lows? By low, I'm going Michael Mayer and Gardner Mitchell as my first two. Yep. Okay. Michael Mayer hasn't really done anything this thus far. Like he's averaged like 13, 14 yards a game. Who has him right now in in fantasy? Mm, I don't want to talk about that. It's funny that I have all the all these guys on this buy low list, huh? Be, be, because you stole <laughs> you stole him from me. I I didn't steal shit. That's why he's on my roster, yeah. not yours, Commish. <laughs> you stole him from me. You the Commish? Are you making rules now? No, he's just the treasurer. I'm, I'm not the Commish, but I'm the treasurer. I, I, I know. I, I I just I just want to make sure. Are you the Commish? Are you making <laughs> rules now, Commish? I, I wish I could. Are you yeah, Commish or Tommy? It's a persuasion. Uh, can't answer that question. <laughs> Classified. Uh, but someone else I'd be like really interested in, in buying low is Amari DiMarcardo from the Cardinals. Oh, yes. I like him too. I, 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 I would rest of my taxi squad. Uh, I would that's be really good. very interested in him and, and I like his future potential, not necessarily the rest of the season. Um, James Conner being old. Yeah, but I, I think you can get him for a very cheap price now, and that it'll pay dividends later on in the future, for sure. Before we before we hop into the sell highs, I want one honorable mention, and that's Raheed Shahid for the Saints. Yeah. You know, I think you can get him super cheap, and I think he's going to start putting up, like, 12 points a week, especially with, like, Michael Thomas's decline and Chris Olave yeah. might be facing a suspension realistically. You know, you pick him up now, like you're talking about a guy that might score you like 60 points over a three week period if if things fall into place correctly. I can see that. Okay. Um, All right, Travis, so why don't you sell. go ahead and lead off off with selling high? Interesting enough, one of your buy lows is my number one sell high. Russell Wilson. I, no, Gardner Minshew. Mm. Oh, Austin's. Damn. Yes. Damn. Um. I think like we all have a similar opinion on Minshew that he's a lot better than advertised or the chance that he's been given as a pro. And he just proved it the last last week. And I think he's gonna explode. Not necessarily be a top ten QB or anything, but he's gonna be pretty good the rest of the season. And someone's gonna need a QB. It's a long season. So high because if you have Gardner, you're either the AR fifteen owner or somebody or he's your QB three. So trade him. Trade him to someone who's more QB desperate than you. Mm-hmm. Get a solid wide receiver or running back in return. Mm-hmm. 110%. I like my, it. My second sell high is, an, of course, another one of Shane's players, Adam Thielen. Um, That's my number one sell high. Yeah. He... <laughs> Do I think his current production at like being a top five wide receiver is sustainable throughout the entire season? No. Do I think his top well, do I think he'll maintain top fifteen throughout the entire season? Most likely. But he the production that he's getting that he's giving right now, comparatively to the owner of what the owner paid most likely this season, is drastic. 
difference. And like going into the season, like most people weren't even going to pay a third for Thielen. And, and look at who look, held on to him. You and guys right, were trying to throw bullshit trades at me, trying to get him <laughs> off me for a third or fourth round pick. And I said, go fuck yourself. He's a first. He's a number one overall receiver. And he's got Bryce Young passing him the ball. Bryce Young ain't going to be shit. But you know what's going to happen? Adam Thielen's going to take care of business because he's got them soft, smooth, easy to catch hands. And we see it time and time again. Everybody always surprised that Adam Thielen <laughs> always be a top 10 receiver in fantasy. It's Larry Fitzgerald syndrome part two. Why are we surprised? I was say right now you can, like, if you to the right team in Dynasty, if you go to a contender that has had some injury trouble and could use a solid weekly play, you could probably get a first for Thielen right now, even yeah. considering his age. Mm-hmm. So, Shane, if you if I was you, I'd be pursuing that. But uh, <laughs> my my yeah, last spot, uh, sell high right now is just simply, like I do think this guy has what it takes to be a top ten RB the rest of the season, but I don't think he's going to get the sheer amount of touches that he's been getting since he got back from suspension, and that's Mister Alvin Kamara. <laughs> He's been playing out of his mind since he got back, and not necessarily. Like, I mean, he's been playing good, but as far as efficiency, he hasn't necessarily been playing at an elite level. But his touches have been ridiculous. The amount of touches he's getting. If he's going to be getting thirteen plus targets a game while getting fifteen plus rush attempts a game, like just mm. mm-hmm. if you're a contender, you're holding on. But if you if you're a roster that's more suited to go in the rebuild, and you have Kamara, I'd be trying to get shit get two first you might yeah. you might be able to the way kamara's been playing yeah and I, I think you call me crazy i think you could get three an injury riddled team that really feels like they need a running back there's probably someone out there that would but maybe that might, that might be a stretch i think sure. i think the scenario would be you know a guy that's looking to get a chip and he had Nick Chubb, and he just needs that other running back to really end. If the rest of his team is like old in a dynasty, like yeah. okay, check it. Think about I'm going to name some running backs. Competitive. I'm going to name some running backs that are taken in the first round consistently in every draft. Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris was up there. Bijan Robinson, Jonathan Taylor. At this point, Nick Chubb. I just named five running backs that are taken in the first or second round that he'll outperform. Yeah. All right, and he I has. Think- he has outperformed. You know, so that's that's the thing. Is like, you know, especially if you're on a chip run and your team's winning a lot, but you're like kind of kind of close with your running back situation because you had Josh Jacobs. Or you have Bijan, who Bijan has mm-hmm. been having like boom games, but he has no touchdowns on the ground yet. So like you know, you're not we're not getting the efficiency we want from him yet. And like with that being said, like I could see a team that has a good quarterback, that has a good wide receiver core, that needs that running back to trade three first rounds. I could see it. See, I have I. I could, I could see where you're going with that. I just don't know if I, I, I personally, even as well, if he's doing what it pay three first rounds, but I, I'd consider two if I really needed the way he's been playing. But, I'd, I'd go about two. That's probably about the highest. I'd, I think two. I'd go. I think two is realistic. I would say three is high. I, I said I three is the one honor, 
I have one honorable mention, and that is Jameer Gibbs, just because like the hype was unreal for him coming into the season, and then the amount of work he got up until Montgomery got hurt had people the the Gibbs owners pissed off. Um, but Montgomery's out; he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Gibbs shine mm-hmm. was like the one of the the lone shiny spot of the Lions week against the Ravens. Some of that, like the people that were like really fiending over Gibbs and had all the hype, like they might be like, finally, you know, like you got, mm-hmm. everyone's got that guy in the league who is super high on Gibbs. Now is your chance to resell him before Montgomery comes back. Yeah. I was kind of leaning the same way. Like Gibbs, Kamara and Hunt were all on my list for sell highs. Okay. Or so. So mine is Thielen, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Jacobs. Mm. So the reason I'm selling Jalen Hurts right now is turnovers. His, the turnovers and his name is worth so much right now. He's getting the Nike yeah. treatment. You know, his name's worth so much right now. You can get two first rounds for Jalen Hurts, even though he's playing at like a second round trade equal value currently. Like mm-hmm. you can when you can do that, you do it. Like we're six weeks into the season, seven weeks for some teams. Um, excuse me, seven weeks already established going into week eight. Um, you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers and you're like, this isn't this isn't my elite QB one I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But other people view him like that, and you can get that value from him. He's going to probably end up turning his season around at some point, but do you want to be the one that has to be sitting there and waiting by his side the whole time? No, you want to be a hoe, and you, you're going to get it figured out. You're going <laughs> to... You ain't you ain't gonna stay, stick by him. You're gonna, tr- gonna sell him. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know Josh Jacobs. As the season goes on, he's gonna be more efficient. Um, Josh Jacobs might not be the sell right now, but in the next couple of weeks, especially if he blows up, it'd be worth selling him. Um, right now, you're kind of at this weird point where it's he's either at his high point, he's either going to come here or he's going to go down here in the upcoming mm-hmm. weeks. So you got to make that decision now. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. So with that being said, any last remarks for this for this episode? Do we want to run yeah, over okay. some things chat said? Yeah, go for it. All right. So Twitch chat, he they're talking about uh Patriots taking over the Dolphins. He sees an upset coming up. Cardinals wide receiver one would be a good start. Um, Dobbs has faced the Ravens several times. Yeah. So that yeah, that's something that the Steelers yeah, and, and the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Cardinals might win that game being serious. And if the Lions can't run the ball, the Raiders will win. Okay. Um, with that being said, Facebook chat, they're talking about Gibbs being a top 10 running back this week. Jawan Jennings in deeper leagues uh, as a dart throw. Um, yeah. Any other comments you guys liked from our chats? Uh, what's YouTube looking like? Nothing that Facebook and Twitch hasn't I already said. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining in for another episode of Back to Back. We love it. We love and let us know how you think about us streaming to three platforms now. Um, don't forget our trunk retreat is this weekend at the twenty the twenty eighth of Saturday. 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Don't shame, sh- shame. I swear to shame you, mother. 
right, Travis, continue with the send though. <laughs> we're but, we're going to ignore Shane. Yeah, but we have our business page out now on Facebook. If you haven't followed already, please go ahead and give that a follow. We have our website and merch coming soon. Big plans coming up uh, with our work with uh, Deep Water Jiu-Jitsu uh, and wrestling and grappling in Hastings, Michigan. We have a lot of stuff coming with that. Um, <laughs> he just left himself. He said, no, I'm done. Wild. I think he DC'd. I don't think he did that on purpose. Oh, no, that's not good. I don't have control to stop it either. Uh, well, <laughs> did he just PM you? No. Well, finish out the closeout, I guess. All right, and well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Have a good night. Oh, there he's back. And, Holy oh, shit! He's back. Oh my okay, gosh! What the fuck um, happened, Austin? I don't know. My <laughs> my shit just froze. <laughs> I just stand in the doorway and it breaks your computer. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I told you. I not have to. this much power. I told you not to. This is wild. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> oh god. Right. You can end it now. We 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 owie. See you good guys. Night. Good night. night, everyone. <laughs>